0: You are listening to Miller and Moulton, exclusively on the Florida Sports Network. And now, here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: Top of the morning to you. How the heck are you? Hour two of Miller and Moulton on this Thursday. It was 44 years ago today. USA 4, USSR 3 in ice hockey. Mike Arruzzione, the captain of the Miracle on Ice team, who scored the game-winning goal, scheduled to join us one hour from now. We're looking forward to that. In honor of the Miracle on Ice, which I think Miller and Moulton feel every year, we should just stop and pause and contemplate it, talk about it a little bit more. Makes you feel good You remember where you were when. Makes you think about your sports fandom. Makes you think about anything is possible, Right. Anything's possible, Mark. Come on now. What were you? 10, 11? How old were you? I got about 10. Yeah. So anything's possible, baby. Beat the Soviets in hockey. Are you kidding me? What's not possible? The time? What? Wings? Pistons? Tigers? We could do this.
0: Gosh, I never even would have thought about wings, pistons, Tigers. I was so wrapped up in those what however many days that that took from the Sweden game to the Finland game. I was all in.
1: Yeah. It was like 11, 12 days. It was other. I don't know. Was it Monday night? Was it the very first night was, uh, they showed hockey USA, Sweden. We pulled the goalie, scored it less than a minute ago, got a two, two tie out of it. And, uh, Ken Dryden kept telling us how big that was. You know, we needed to come out of this game with points and, uh, Then the next game, we played Czechoslovakia, which was considered better than us, and...
0: Kicked the tar out of them. No, no, no. I mean, beat them and physically mauled them. (laughs) And that's when America fell in love with Herb Brooks. Well, it's
1: 1980, and I said that. I know it's the obvious, but you got to remember how from a language standpoint, how vanilla television was also, we didn't have the technology that we have now. We didn't have the mics as close to the action as we had now. And was it second period or third period we're beating Czechoslovakia. Cause that's what they were known as then, not the Czech Republic. Okay. We're beating Czechoslovakia and one of their players had a dirty hit on one of ours. And Brooks walks all the way to the edge of the bench. So he's the closest to the camera that he can get. And he's glaring at the Czechoslovakian player. And he says, you got to remember, we did not hear language like this on network television in February of 1980. And he looks right. He's looking into the camera, but he doesn't realize it. And he's pointing at the Czechoslovakian player. And he says, I'm going to take that co-host stick and shove it up your ass. And I don't even know if we're allowed to say that now. No. If so I. But yes, Mark, that was the moment which America said, uh, he can speak for me.
0: And at that moment, we were, and that was Herb. That's the only thing that the movie Miracle does not accurately portray is that by all accounts, Herb Brooks, had an appreciation for a certain type of language and was very good at it.
1: <laughs> and I remember, Disney made the movie.
0: Well, yes. And so the the cursing came out, but by all accounts, Herb Brooks is a was a legendary cursor. Legendary. And that just doesn't come from miracle. I have some hockey, I've been around hockey and people that knew Her- Herb Brooks really well and, and spoke finely of him, but Herb could curse.
1: So, and then, you know, they explained to us, it's like, okay, so we, so we tied Sweden and we beat Czechoslovakia. So how did this work again? And it's just like getting out of your draw in the world cup. It was like, oh, so those were the two best teams in our group. Oh, so if we beat now, it was like, I don't know, uh, West Germany, Canada, Poland, something like that. And it's like,
0: oh, we should be able to beat them. Wait a minute. Does that mean we're going to get, and it wasn't even Canada. It was Romania. It was one of the German teams. Romania.
1: West Germany, who we'd always struggled with. I remember that Al and Ken were telling us, listen, we always lose to West Germany. Oh, okay. But obviously, we won all the rest. But that's why, you know, we entered the medal round, the semifinals. The Soviets and Finland advanced from the other side. Well, the Soviets had beaten Finland. So the Soviets entered the medal round with two points. You got two for a win, one for a tie, none for a loss. So the medal round started. It was Soviet Union 2, USA 1, Sweden 1, Finland nothing. And then you're going to play two more games. And they determined it at the end. So that's why it's not like it's done now. It's not like you have the two semifinals and the winners play for the gold. That's not how they did it then. It was just a medal round. Whoever had the most points at the end won. And so then when we beat the Soviets Friday night, we had three points. The Soviets still had two, Sweden and Finland tied. So Sweden had two points, Finland had one. Well, that's why there were actually so many medal possibilities going into Sunday. I mean, if we lose and what if the Soviets and Sweden tie, what happens? What if the, if the Soviets win and we lose, well, the Soviets are going to win the gold
0: and then gold differential and things like that come right. to play. I think there was a way we could have not even meddled had we
1: I thought bronze we were sure was the worst was t- okay right I thought if we lost and some you know something funky happened that we could have had the bronze but but that's why we had to beat finland it wasn't the gold medal game we were playing for points and we needed two because if we tied finland and we were trailing 2-1 going to the third If we tied Finland and the Soviets beat Sweden or the Swedes had beaten the Soviets, but really the Soviets had beaten Sweden, then we'd both have four points. And believe it or not, the first tiebreaker is not head to head. It was gold differential and we were going to lose. How crazy would that have been? Wait a minute. We're tied. We beat you and they won. Are the tiebreakers still
2: like that? No.
0: I was going to say that's insane. Now it's just a simple, you know, you get out of the, you go to the metal round, you play a semi-final, you play, it might even be more than that. It might even be a quarterfinal, semi-final, right. final.
1: So that's why it was done differently then. I mean, there's so much about it. The fact that it was you know the greatest sporting event in the history of our country, and I don't know how it will ever be topped, and it was on tape delay. You know that 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 just, I, I mean, to trench generation what have you? I mean that that's just like wait what? Yeah, well, I because, can't even comprehend that because
0: the only team from an, I mean obviously if the men's soccer team won a World Cup, here we go. That would be sports wise, at least on par. That's as good of an equivalent as we can draw. But I don't even think it's as good of an equivalent because we were playing college kids against. They're all-star pro team. But it's as close as you can
2: get with a comparison in the modern day.
0: Yes, but then you throw in all the political turmoil of the time. We're in the middle of the Cold War, and I don't know how you, you know, it would have to be a game against, I, I, I don't even know who you could play to to drum that up.
1: Well, yeah, we're seen as the only superpower now. So, I mean, who out there is our equal, who out there is, we actually look at as an equal threat, you know, we thought we were winning, but I mean, come on, it was, it was close. I mean, you know, February, 1980, you know, we're still kind of tied, you know, that's a 52, 48 battle going on there. You know, we think we're going to win, no guarantees. I'm with you, though. I think it's the only thing that would even remotely get the ball. I mean, but I'm talking about Cubs winning the World Series, Red Sox winning the World Series. You know, pick, uh, you know, whatever football upset, uh, NCAA tournament upset. I mean, I do think that 100 years from now, that USA 4, USSR 3 is still going to be the greatest upset in the history of American sport.
0: I I don't see anything topping it. I I I really don't.
1: You think about it. We had a sixteen to one. We've had it happened twice now. Well, that's as good as that sport can deliver, right? Correct. You know, we had a nine and seven, or what was it? A ten and six. A ten and six Giants team take out an eighteen and zero football team. You know, twelve and a half point dog in the Super Bowl. I I mean, it's tough to imagine a much more hyped situation in the Super Bowl that we could equate. You know, you could argue the two biggest upsets were Jets-Giants in Super Bowl history. I don't know if we're going to have one that's going to top it. We've had others that were right there. The Patriots over the Rams was right there.
0: When the Rays beat the Dodgers for the World Series this year, that'd be close.
1: Well, especially if they leave Blake Snell in. (laughs) Okay. That'll be good.
0: But, But, I mean, you know, we had FAU get to the Final Four last year. You know, I mean –
1: Right. Well, hell, we had the, what, uh, the 15 seed was in the Elite Eight.
0: St. Peter's.
2: 1983, the Wolfpack wins it all as an eight seed.
1: I actually think they were a six seed.
2: I I thought they were an eight.
1: Nova won it as an eight. I think NC State was a six.
2: Okay. Either way, there's been Cinderella runs in that sport. Yes.
1: Oh, yeah. So you're probably right. It's probably men's soccer team winning the World Cup. And then also, obviously, the Olympics just happened to be in Lake Placid. You know, they weren't in, you know, name the country with a five, six, eight, ten 10-hour time difference. You know. Although, then again, we'd still be watching it on tape delay.
0: Ba-dum-bum. Unless, of course, you were lucky enough to watch it on CBC, where it's never on tape delay. It's right. just live sports. So, our poll question in honor of the miracle on ice, which sports miracle is most likely to happen? Not what you want to see, most likely to happen. The Lions winning the Super Bowl, the Knicks winning an NBA title, the Browns winning the Super Bowl, the U.S. winning the World Cup. What's most likely to happen? Go to FL Sports Network, that Mark Miller, the David Moulton on Twitter. They
1: all seem so far-fetched. And I know the Lions were just really close. I get it. I know the Browns have had a couple of good teams lately. It's it just all, it's just saying it out loud. Hey, what's going to happen in 2026? Oh, the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl. Like, slap him in the face. We, you throw him in the cold shower.
0: That's just that one guy that got the uh, tattoo there. Well, he'll live with that. <laughs> right. Even Trent, who's a believer, unlike many believers in that team, would be reluctant to get the Super Bowl champion tattoo until after it actually happened.
1: Can you just get the tattoo and you start it with a two and a zero? You know, is there any way to then finish it later on? Because you don't even want to do two, zero, two, because there's no guarantee it's going to happen this decade. Play of the day coming up.
0: You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on. In- Florida sports network. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: 21 minutes past the hour. Mike Garruzzione at the top of the hour. And if you go, Oh, I mean, that's a great get, but why might, well, today's the anniversary of the miracle on ice. February 22nd, 1980 it was a Friday. USA four, USSR three. I don't know. Got anything else you want to talk about? Makes you smile more than that? Huh? So, Michael Ruzzioni coming up in 40 minutes' time. Daniel Wallach, a little more than an hour. We'll talk the Florida Gaming Compact, whether or not it's going to stay as is. And the only way you're going to be able to bet in this state is through the Hard Rock and the Hard Rock app. Or is Florida going to end up like most every other state and, you know, everybody else going to get invited in, all the sports books and what have you. So, we'll
0: see. And quite frankly, the other part of this is: if the West Flagler Group wins, will gambling be shut down? I mean that—that's. It's possible. You're damn right. It's possible. It's at possible. least for a period of time. Right. Boom. And, and well. <laughs> Sure, I know. Like,
1: hey, hey, I, I told you guys I moved here for your show, but I really moved here because, you know, they activated that uh, Hard Rock app. I, just otherwise, actually, i got to go back.
2: I've been lucky. I mean, I had Michigan and then Tennessee. It was legal both places there.
0: Right, but you've actually had it where you as the gambler right. have a choice and can yeah. see where the odds are best for the game you want to play. Correct. And while it may shut down, it would hopefully be for a short period before it reopened with everyone involved. That's what's best for the gambler. And when you hear, oh, it might get shut down, the instant reaction is to do what you did. Oh, that's terrible. Well, it's not terrible long-term. It would suck short-term, but it would benefit the person who's betting as opposed to those who are collecting the bets.
2: Because the reason it would be getting shut down is because it's only going through one. Correct. And and then, like you said, the long game here is it would open it up to multiple sports books, which is the case in most states that have legal gambling.
1: And besides the three of us who like to throw an occasional shekel or two on a sporting event, why we're interested in that, in all seriousness... It will be a boon or a bust for sports radio around the state. If everybody else is allowed into the state sports radio will thrive. Now you may only hear one gambling ad after another, after another, but they will be throwing money at sports radio stations. If it's just the Seminole and the hard rock, well, they can pick and choose where they want to gamble. David, Spend it is is it
2: it is noticeable. I mean, when I move down here, it's noticeable that you don't see right. any of the mm-hmm. gambling ads that you see in a Michigan or a Tennessee or any totally. of the states. It's Absolutely. Because every single commercial break, when you're watching football, for example, it's at least one, maybe two, maybe more, that's DraftKings or... Sports radio
1: in the Northeast, now that they have it in New York, New Jersey, and I don't know if they have it in Pennsylvania. I think they did recently. But literally every commercial on the radio is a fantasy sports gambling ad. And when you hear the occasional car dealer or lawyer, you go, oh, wow. How about this? You know, all of a sudden you hear Pete's Pizzeria. You're like, wait, what? You mean they're allowed to actually run these ads now? I didn't think you were allowed to sell anything but sports gambling. In fantasy football.
2: And it's unique because all these sports books are running their own promotions. They're running their own boosts right. that I love on the Hard Rock app. Things like that to try to
0: reel you in. And it works. Oh, it works for you. you <laughs> they don't even, any, sucker, any boost, man. any boost they can give you, Trent, he's in.
1: In fact, we were talking about how we're going to rename the show. You know, Miller and Moulton, what are we going to call it? I've got a nickname. How about Trent Boost Bally? <laughs> Okay. if he was a hockey player, it would be, you know, and on the wing, boost Valley. They're not booing. They're chanting boost.
2: I got to win a boost before I can be boost. But, hey, they are
0: fun. You you keep firing. (laughs) You keep firing. We'll
2: empty the cliff on that one. Especially those one and two dollar (laughs) boosts. That's why they're so appealing, because you only have to put two bucks on
1: it. And you can win 18. Yep. No. They have, they haven't lured him in or anything. No. Imagine 24. him with money. I know. Twenty-four years old, and he's already this emotionally attached to it. Well, uh, guys got no chance.
2: Stick around in the diamond district bonus hour. These two guys will give their winners, and I will tell you what boost the hard rock app <laughs> is running tonight.
1: Although Trent was all over the gators last night. All over the gators. So,
2: playing their best basketball as I we approach March.
1: And right.
0: uh, what might be the best conference?
2: The SEC? I, the think, SC- the the I best, think the but- Big Twelve. the best. I think the
0: Big Twelve is the best, but the SEC's right on their heels.
2: There's no obvious answer for second place, I don't think. Because there's a case for the SEC. There's also a case, I mean, I, you're going to laugh at this. The Big East has two teams in the top five. So, They deserve to be in the conversation. And three of the
1: top 15, if you count Creighton. No, the top of the Big East is good. I do think there's a conference that's getting picked on a little bit. I actually think there's a couple of teams in the ACC that are better than they're giving credit for. If you do the blind resume with, like, the Pitts and the Wake Forests and you compare them to, like, their equivalent in the Big Ten and everybody's talking up those teams in the Big Ten, and right now the ACC, this is remarkable to say this, the ACC in basketball is an image problem. They really do. It's like, ah, there's only two good teams in the conference. And, like, because every time Miami is good, they look at that as a negative on the conference. Well, hell, if Miami's at the top of the conference, how good can it be? Well, maybe they're just pretty good. So I'm telling you, the ACC is an image problem right now. You know, the Clemsons, the Wake Forest, the pits of the world, getting absolute no respect, no respect at all.
0: We give a lot of respect to this next segment. It's the play of the day. Trent Bally with our Molly made play of the day. Where are you going today?
2: I don't really need to sell this. I don't really need to set the table. This was David's idea. It was a brilliant one. We're just going to give you Al Michaels' call from 1980 in Lake Placid when the miracle miracle on ice excuse me, happened. Here's the iconic call from Al.
1: 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on right now.
2: The eruption of that crowd when it officially hits zero is just
1: iconic, David. It is, Trent. It was.
2: And there's your play of the day. Molly Maid taking a little stroll down memory lane here on the 44th anniversary of the Miracle on Ice.
1: Al Michaels had, what, done four hockey games or... Something. I mean, it's so, he was the only person on ABC staff who had ever done anything associated with hockey. So they said, Al, you got to do the hockey. Ken Dryden was studying for the bar exam while doing the Olympics. He had just <laughs> retired. He was. He That's was studying amazing. like in between games. He was going back to his hotel room. He was studying for the bar.
2: This profession. Here's the
1: best part. Alan can do that game. You know, madness. Obviously, it just they got to do the next game that no one's gonna see, but they have to do it just in case there's a problem. I mean, it, you in old broadcasting, you did consolation games and what have you, you did so. The Soviets, or excuse me, it was Sweden, Finland, right? And 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 the arena is three quarters empty, everybody's partying on the streets. And Al and Ken can't go have a cocktail and celebrate the great calling, the greatest sporting event in the history you know, of the world, basically. No.
0: They got to work 20, for three more hours.
1: Yeah, they had 20 minutes to regroup, and they had to call S- Sweden, Finland, which 137 people were seeing somewhere. Because I don't even think it was going back to Sweden and Finland.
0: No. They would have had their own announcers doing it, whatever. That's our Molly made play of the day, 774-5839, 774-5839. Call today and give your spouse the gift of a clean house. Miller and Moulton, Michael Ruzioni, the captain of the 1980 Olympic team in 30 minutes, right here on the Florida Sports Network. You're listening to Miller and Moulton, only on the Florida Sports Network. And now here's Mark Miller and David Moulton.
1: 22 minutes before the top of the hour, Mike Arruzzioni scheduled to join us on this, the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. It will be a thrill. We've had him on the show before, but we've never had him on the anniversary, and it will be a thrill if we're able to connect with the captain of the 1980 U.S. hockey team.
0: We screwed up. We made a mistake. Um, We made an error. We booted booted a routine ground ball, David. This was... (sighs) Come on, really? I mean, we're we, we're trying really hard. What do we do wrong now? It's why I love the texters and people who watch on Twitch and and all of you who listen. If you don't participate, that's fine too. I don't expect everybody to participate, but I'm far more appreciative here as we are in Act 17 of <laughs> the texters and listeners than I may have been earlier in my broadcast career.
1: It's officially Act Three. I think it's just Year 17 or 18. That's it. Go okay. Ahead.
0: Right. But a texter, a 21,000, by the way, 21,000, if you want to text the show, that's how you do it. FSN radio is the keyword. You need to text that one time, FSN radio. Once you've done that, you're behind the green door and you can text as much as you would like. But um, the texter simply said you needed to. Uh, Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Should have been a selection. Oh, uh,
1: like what? Sports. For a sports miracle. Wow. It's true. I mean, we, we have the Knicks winning the NBA title. The Knicks won it in 73. The Dolphins' last Super Bowl win was 73 season. Well, how about this? How about, you know, we didn't want to go with the Florida teams because we thought we'd alienate too many fans. And, you know, once we know we're snarky and sarcastic and we didn't want to upset you. You know, the whole miracle on ice thing is to bring a smile to your face. You know, anything's possible. to bring joy to you, you know, before you go into work and realize that you hate the person you work closely with. So we wanted to bring joy to your life. But if you want us to bring snark, oh, we can do a Florida sports miracle question.
0: Well, it's the same question. In honor of the Miracle which Florida sports miracle is most likely to happen? Dolphins win the Super Bowl. Right. Rays win a World Series.
1: Just never happened.
0: Then the question becomes, what are the other two choices? Because we're going to leave out a Gator or a Knoll or a Kane unless we dump the Rays.
1: Well, what about the Jags? It could be uh, could be Jags. It could be Orlando Magic, by the way. Oh, that's ne- a good one. Who have never won an NBA title.
2: Only been to two finals, correct?
1: Correct. So, it would be... Um, Boy, what would the college, if we had one college question, it'd have to be Miami, wouldn't
0: it? Hey, Is, David, I can do this one with pro teams. I can do a Florida college mirror. I, I, can. My poll question's can have poll questions now. Now you've opened the door. Now I can run wild.
1: I'm telling you, we should put South Florida win the ACC title. <laughs> we should put that one on there. <laughs> because i'm telling you i think it might happen first (laughs) of all the things up there you laugh at us you laugh at us this is happening this is happening south florida will be in the acc before the decade is out
0: if we're going to do that then can we put fsu wins the sec
1: or big 10 because i think they're going big 10 Tell you what, we, we could have a hysterical. In fact, our Florida miracle sports question will be: Which title will Florida State win first? And we can put ACC title, Big Ten title, SEC title. Boom, 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 boom.
2: Now you guys have crossed into the
1: yes, the, exactly. The snark. See, that's that's what happens. That's why you know we try not to go down that road because that road is you <laughs> know it's wide
0: and there's <laughs> no one on it.
1: Free that's and easy. I ten baby. That goes from Jacksonville to LA. That goes a long way. Initially,
2: I didn't really think this was that snarky of you guys. It's just you're just it's Florida, it's Florida teams. You're throwing in the teams that haven't. But then David took it to a different level right there.
0: But if I were just to do a Florida one, which team makes the college playoff first? Florida, Miami, or UCF?
1: <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> See, the fact that you add UCF will drive the Gator and Canes fan bat blank. You yes, can't put will. Florida
0: state on there.
1: No, I understand that.
0: <laughs> Cause that's the obvious answer.
1: Well, although we know ESPN's voting no. <clears throat> yeah. They got to get in first. Well, but you know, if they win the conference, it's automatic. So we've not spent a ton of time on that because quite frankly, they're still meeting in Dallas and they could change today, but very quickly, let's just with what was reported yesterday. So if 12 becomes 14, then that's only two buys because that's the NFL. The NFL's got 14 teams, one buy on each right. side, because then you have to have t- six games to have six winners to add to the two. And now you're eight. And you can have the quarterfinals. So we'd have two buys, six first round home playoff games, three, 14, four, 13, five, 12, nine. I hope they don't recede if they do this. I hope they just have a bracket, and if we have a major upset, then we have a major upset. If a 13 or 14 seed wins, they win. Seems to work fine in the NCAA tournament. Why why change it for football? But, you know, this this SEC Big Ten Invitational.
0: That's a really – that's a good line there. I just want everybody to catch what he said there. Because you could rename the college football playoff the Big Ten SEC Invitational.
1: And in the South, call it the SEC Big Ten Invitational. No. I mean, because that's what this is. The Big Ten and the SEC want their money and their teams in. And the other guys want to, A, stay relevant and just grab as much of what's left of the pie as they can. Now, what's not being discussed is what they're going to do about the athletes. You know, that's not being discussed at all. But also, Mark, that's two more playoff games. Instead of 11 playoff games in a 12-team playoff, which we're going to have for the next two years, that's 13 games in a 14-team playoff. Well, that's more money. I mean, the bid that was proposed last week was about $117 million per game. I mean, if we just stay with that bid, that means that 235 extra million is getting thrown into the pot. 1.3 billion a year is becoming 1.5, 1.6. Also, if it's that many games, can ESPN show them all? Can ESPN afford it? Does this definitely bring in other networks, or does ESPN get all of it, but then they sell off the games, which is what was talked about last week?
0: Boy, Fox would love that to have to bid to have a game and pay ESPN the money to have it.
1: And what game are you going to get? Right. Like when you're Amazon and you offer the NFL 150 million for a wild card game next year, you know the NFL is going to give you a little something something. They're not going to give you the worst game.
0: Well, and they already proved it because what did they do last year with or this year with Peacock? Right. They they put the Chiefs and Dolphins on it and said, "We're going to we're not going to put Houston on there. We're going right. to we're going to put a game on there that people want to see."
1: Yeah, we're, we're going to bring you Patrick Mahomes, Taylor Swift, the Chiefs, go. They'll do the same thing for Amazon. They'll take a look at the first-round games, and they'll give them a decent one, at least. ESPN will not give Fox a game equivalent to what the NFL is given Amazon next year. And if you're Fox, you're really interested in paying $125 million to show number four against number 13? Which think about it. number four could be the Big Twelve champ. What? Kansas State against number thirteen? Hell, that could be Liberty. 125 million for that game? You serious? They wouldn't give him 25 million for that game. So this will also, you know, it's and my feeling is hell, if you're gonna do 14, why not just go to sixteen?
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. I mean, really, we're going to have two buys? Well,
1: here's my – I don't think the Big Ten and the SEC want to go to 16 because they think that the two extra teams that get added won't be them. And they don't want the ACC getting two teams and the Big 12 getting two teams. They just want to – they want to create the system where they can get four-slash-five teams – and everybody else is only getting one.
0: I, I mean the Big Ten Notre walked in, the Big Ten walked into the meeting yesterday and said, We should have four automatic qualifiers. Right. That's how they started the meeting.
1: Right. And the SEC said what they said double.
0: That's a good idea.
1: So the first thing that was proposed yesterday was eight of the twelve bids go to the Big Ten and the SEC. You other seven conferences in Notre Dame. Uh, there's four spots up for grabs. Go. Oh, by the way, the money distribution, yeah, that's changing in a big way. Mm-hmm. Right we get now, two-thirds eight,
0: of the teams. We need two-thirds of the money as well.
1: Right. Right now, the Big Ten gets 16%. The SEC gets 16% because the Power Five conferences get 80% of the revenue. So do the math. That's 16%. And then the 20% that's left, that's divvied up to the group of five and Notre Dame, if they qualify and the big 10, the sec said 16%. How about if you take those figures and flip it, that interests us a lot. We'll split that, but we ain't splitting 32% got it. I'm telling you, this is, it's no longer college. I think that they're going to be employees. we're right about South Florida. We're going to be right about this, folks. I I know you think we're wrong. I know you hate it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't say we like it. They're going to be employees. It's going to be the AFC and the NFC. College football is going to become Coke and Pepsi. That's it. And it's, it's going to no longer feel like college sports in any way, shape, or form. And I really wonder, Mark, when you lose that feeling that uniqueness that college sports has which march madness still has college world series in omaha still has it college softball has it college lacrosse has it march madness has it football's going to lose all of the fields all of it
0: david we got this text back to back text from the same person college sports is disgusting College football, especially. Yeah. And for those of you who love Saturdays more than anything else, it's really hard because where do you go? (laughs) Right. I mean, like, you know, if that's your favorite sport, your favorite sport has changed so much that I don't know what you do. For the worse. Who thinks this is for the better? Nobody. Nobody.
1: Nobody. Nobody. Exactly. I, I would give all the money that I have in the world to go back to how it was 10 years ago. I really would. 15. I, I don't even want A&M in the SEC. I I, I want to go all the way. I want to go back 15 years. I would change it all back if I could. I'd do something with the athletes and getting them compensation, in a, a for. but I would move the schools all back to where they were 15 years ago if I had the power and the money to do it.
2: Right. So to Mark's point, I mean, it's like if you are a college football enthusiast, purist, whatever the word you want to use, this is terrible. It's sickening. Makes your stomach turn.
1: But are you going to start taking the day off and boycott it and make, make that your family day and then go to church on Sunday and then sit down and do the NFL and that's now going to be your weekends in the fall?
2: I don't think so, but that's what makes it even worse. Because you're like, gosh, I got to watch this, and I still love it, but, man, it used to, well, the good old days, you know?
0: In the good old days weren't that long ago.
2: <laughs> and
0: the NCAA has no one to blame but themselves. This they kicked the can down avoided. the road over and over, thinking that they were going to win a case that they lost unanimously.
2: This was not inevitable. This could have been avoided.
1: Do you realize there's going to be documentaries a generation from now that are going to talk about the Tebow era the good old days of college football? The Tebow days. Unbelievable. See, that's why we booked Micah Ruzioni for the show. See, we, we need the the happiness. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Anything's possible. Hope springs eternal. That's why we try to celebrate February twenty second every year. Because it was the best.
0: It's Part of our poll question, we've got a couple of them up there. In honor of the miracle on ice, which sports miracle is most likely to happen? We'll have one that involves just the Florida teams coming up in the next couple of moments.
2: And you will not find a sports show in America with a more fitting homage to the miracle on ice. Miller and Moulton, industry standard today.
1: And every day, for that matter.
0: He sells us pretty well.
1: This Boost Bally over there is really bringing it.
0: He's boosting us.
1: I may even throw in a couple dollars to the cause here. Tell you what, spend $5 tonight betting college hoops, okay? I'll, I'll, I got your back.